Next Chapter Podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Next Chapter Podcasts presents the play on podcast series, The Winter's Tale. Episode 4, Guard Your Pillowcases. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. And remember, it is required you awake your faith. My lord, the king! My lord! What is the matter? The prince, your son is gone. How gone? Is dead. My son. My boy. Apollo's angry, and the heavens themselves are stabbing my injustice. What is happening? This news is fatal to the queen. Look now and see what death is doing. Take her out. Her heart is overwhelmed. She will recover. I have too much believed my false suspicion. I pray you, tenderly administer some remedies for life. Apollo... Pardon my vain rejection of the oracle. I'll reconcile with kind Polixenes. Entreat my queen. Recall the good Camillo, whom I proclaim a man of truth and mercy, in being transported by my jealousies to bloody thoughts and to revenge. I chose Camillo for the minister to poison my friend Polixenes, which had been done had not the right mind of Camillo thwarted my rash command, though I with death and with reward did threaten and encourage him. If he did or did not do it, he, most humane and filled with honor, to my childhood friend revealed my plot and quit his fortunes here, which you knew great, and to the certain hazard of all uncertainties, himself set forth with nothing but his honor. Oh, how he glistens through my rust. How his shining piety does my deeds make the darker. Mourn the time. Oh, cut my vest, or else my heart, breaking the seams, break too. What fit is this, Paulina? What torments, tyrant, have you saved for me? What wheels, racks, fires? What flaying, boiling in lead or oils? What old or newer torture must I receive when every word I speak deserves to feel your worst? Your tyranny 
together working with your jealousies, notions too weak for boys, too juvenile for girls of nine. Oh, what harm they have done. And then run madder still, stark mad, for all your foolishness before this was a prelude. That you betrayed Polixenes was nothing. That only showed you as a fool, inconstant and damnable ungrateful. Nor was it much you could have poisoned good Camillo's honor to make him kill a king. Poor judgment's all that we may say about that. And I suppose that tossing out your precious baby girl is nothing to fret over, though a devil would cry tears through the fire for he'd do it. Nor is it directly laid to you the death of your young prince, whose noble, loving thoughts, thoughts so wise for one so young, shattered his heart when he heard how his cruel, foolish father had scorned his gracious mum. This is not, no, laid at your feet, no, but the last. O oh, lords, when I have said, rain tears, the queen, the queen, the sweetest, dearest creature's dead, <laughs> and vengeance for it's not come down yet. The higher powers forbid. I say she's dead. I'll swear it. If not word or oath convince you, go ahead and see. If you can bring color or luster to her lip or eye, heat outwardly or breath within, I'll serve you as I would do the gods. But, oh, you tyrant, <gasps> do not repent these things, for they are heavier than all your cries can move. Resign yourself to nothing but despair. <sighs> a thousand knees, ten thousand years in prayer, naked, fasting upon a barren mountain, in harsh winter and storm perpetual, would not move the gods to shed a tear for you. <laughs> Go on. Go on. You cannot say too much. I do deserve all tongues to talk their bitterest. Say no more. <laughs> Whatever's happened, you have been at fault for the harshness of your speech. I am sorry for it. All faults I make when I shall come to know them, I do repent. Alas, I have shown too much the rashness of a woman. He is touched in its deepest part. What's gone and what's past help should be past grief. <laughs> Do not receive affliction at my behest. I ask that you instead let me be punished, who's reminded you of what you should forget. Now, my good liege, sir, royal sir, forgive a foolish woman. The love I bore your queen, oh, pardon me, I'll speak of her no more nor of your children. I'll not remind you of my dear husband who is lost too. Look to your heart within and I'll say nothing. You have spoken well when speaking truth, which I would sooner hear than to be pitied of you. Please, now, bring me to the dead bodies of my queen and son. One grave shall be for both. 
Upon it shall the causes of their death be writ, to name my shame perpetually. Once each day I'll visit the chapel where they lie, and tears shed there shall be my recreation. As long as nature will grant this solemn exercise, that long I daily vow to do it. Come and lead me to these sorrows. Are you certain that our ship has landed on the deserts of Bohemia? Aye, Antigonus, and I fear we've landed in bad time. The skies are darkened and threaten soon a deluge. As I see it, the angry heavens look down upon our deed and frown upon us. Well, their sacred wills be done. Go get aboard, tend to your ship. I'll not be long before I join you there. Go quickly. And go not too far inland, I hear a rager coming. Besides, this place is famous for the creatures of prey that roam upon it. Go back aboard! I'll follow soon! I will be much relieved to be done with this errand. Come, poor babe. I've heard but not believed that spirits of the dead may walk again. If this is true, your mother appeared to me last night, and never was a dream so like a waking. To me came this vision, sometimes her head on one side, then the other. I never saw a vessel of more sorrow, just like a grieving angel in pure white robes like holiness itself. She did approach my cabin where I lay, thrice bowed before me, and... Gasping to begin some speech, her eyes became two watery spouts. She cried and cried, and then she stopped and spoke. Antigonus, since fate against your kinder disposition has deemed that you shall be the thrower out of my poor babe, according to your oath, places remote enough are in Bohemia. There, weep and leave her crying. Because the babe is counted lost forever, I ask you, name her Perdita. For this ignoble act put on you by the king, you never will see your wife, Paulina, again. And then with shrieks, she melted into air. Oh, well, much frightened, I in time collected myself, and I might swear that she was real, and no ghost. Dreams are toys. Yet, for this once, though superstitiously, I will be moved by this. I do believe Hermione has suffered death, and that Apollo wants this, being indeed the child of King Polixenes. It should be left here to meet its life or death upon the earth of its real father. Blossom, may you thrive. Rest here. I've written down your story and these which may persuade some kindly soul to raise you 
with more to spare. Oh, the storm begins. Poor wretch, that for your mother's sins are cast away to storms and what may follow. I cannot weep, but my heart bleeds and counts myself a villain to be by oath enjoined to this. Farewell. The day frowns more and more. You shall be sung a rougher lullaby. I've never seen the sky so dim by day. A wild clamor! I'll hurry to get back. Oh. Oh, uh, uh. oh. 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 No. Oh. No. Come and get me! I am gone forever! If I had my way, the youth would sleep away the years between 10 and 23, just tuck them in bed and shut the door. Because there's nothing in between but knocking up wenches, messing with old folks, stealing and fighting. Well, listen here. Would anyone accept these boiled brains of 19 or 22 hunting this weather, huh? They have scared away two of my best sheep, which I fear the wolf will sooner find than me. If they're anywhere, they're by the seaside eating ivy. Good luck, it be your will. What have we here? Mercy on me, a baby? Oh, an eensy-weensy baby. A boy or a girl, I wonder. Mercy, oh, pretty little girl. <laughs> this is surely the result of some fooling around. I'm no scholar, but I can read the writing on the wall, and this came from some high-reared lady-in-waiting sort. This is the wages paid for some stair work or trunk work or behind door work. Mm, 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 mm. The two that made her were warmer then than the poor thing is now. Well, I'll take her up for pity's sake and wait till my son comes. He's nearby. I heard him hello. What? You were right there? Well, if you want to see a sight that will drop jaws long after you are dead and rotten, come here. <gasps> What's the matter, boy? I have seen two such sights. One at sea and one on land. Uh, but I cannot now say it is the sea because it has become the sky. 
both darkest gray, so that between the sea and the sky, you cannot thrust a lady's hairpin. What? I wish you could have seen how the sea raged and roiled with huge waves that chewed up the shore. But that's beside the point. Oh, the most piteous cries of the poor sailors. Sometimes I'd see them and then not see them. One minute the ship seemed to pierce the moon with its mainmast. Next minute it's swallowed by yeast and frothy foam of the sea. And then, on the land battle, to see how the bear tore out the man's shoulder bone, how he cried to me for help and said his name was Antigonus, a nobleman. But to finish out the ship, oh, to see how the sea ate it up, how the poor souls on board roared in fright, and how the sea mocked their roars with roars of its own, and louder by a mile, and how the poor gentleman roared, and the bear mocked him, both roaring louder than the sea and sailors both. In the name of mercy, when was this, boy? Now! Oh. Now! I have not blinked since I have seen those sights. The men are not yet cold under the water. Nor the bear half dined on the gentleman. He's still at it. If only I'd come by sooner to help the old man. If only you could walk on water, you'd have saved the sailors, too. Very sad. Very sad. But look here, boy. You met with things dying and I with things newborn. Oh, here's a sight for you. And look here, a christening gown for a royal child. And look there, open up the box so we could see what's inside. I was told long ago by fairies I'd be rich one day. Oh, this is some changeling child. What's inside, boy? You're a made old man. If the sins of your youth are forgiven, you'll outlast us all. Gold! All gold! Oh, the fairies were right and have blessed me. Well, keep it close and lock your lips. Fortune smiled on us, boy, and to thrive requires nothing but our secrecy. Shh! Now let the sheep have their ivy and we'll go home and quickly. You go home with your prizes. I'll go see if the bear is gone from the gentleman and mm. how much he has ate of him. Bears are never mean except when they are hungry. If there's any of them left, I'll bury it. That's a good deed. If you can find any clue to who he was by what's left of him, bring me back to see it. I will. Uh, and you can help me dig his grave. It's a lucky day, boy, and we'll do good deeds on it. <laughs> hey, Play On Podcast listeners, I want you to be a part of the cast. Become a supporting cast member with Play On Podcasts for just $5 a month. Get in-depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. I talk to actors, playwrights, directors, and producers from the worlds of theater and Hollywood, pulling back the curtain on why they got into their profession, why these stories are so relevant today. 
and providing context on the process of making these plays in the podcast format. You'll enjoy ad-free episodes of the Play On podcast series, and maybe even a gift or two. Head over to playonpodcasts.com, click Supporting Cast, and join the club today. We so love creating this content for you, and we hope you'll support us so we can bring you inside this rejuvenated, reimagined Shakespearean world. Join the cast, supporting cast. Go to ncpodcasts.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. I, who please some, test all, bring joy and terror to good and bad, who'll make and then fix error, now take upon me, in the name of time, to spread my wings, and think it not a crime that I, with my swift passage, move to fly or sixteen years. <laughs> The story I'll pass by through that wide gap, since it is in my power to overthrow law, and in one's self-made hour to make and unmake custom. Let me act as I did long before you knew the fact that time itself would end. I, hangman to all things that came before, this I shall do to the freshest things now reigning, and make stale the glistening of this present as my tale now seems to be. If you'll not look askance, I'll turn my glass. And years I will advance, as though you'd slept between. Leontes leaving, the effects of his mad jealousy so grieving that he secludes himself. But shed no tear, gentle spectators, for now we are here in fair Bohemia. And remember well the son of Polixenes. <laughs> I bet I'm faster than... Yes, I am. I can too beat you. You don't listen to anything I have to say. I, I hate you, Dad. I hate you. Which Florizel I now name to you. Florizel, come with me. And with speed I race to tell of Perdita now grown in grace and fascination. My love. What if her ensues, I'll try not to predict, but let time's news be known as it unfolds. 
a shepherd's daughter. Daddy, come and what come else on. happens now and what comes later Daddy. is the pageantry of time. Oh, what a beautiful day. <laughs> Allow me this to choose what things to show and to dismiss to tell my story well. For your delight, for time's a precious thing, a speedy flight. you, good Camillo, petition me no further. It sickens me to deny you anything, but would kill me to grant this. Sixteen years have passed since I have seen my country. Though I have long been away, I wish to lay my bones there. Besides, the penitent Leontes, my king, has sent for me, and if I'm not too bold to think so, I may be of some comfort to his ongoing sorrow. This news makes more needful my departure. If you love me, do not erase all your past good service by leaving me now. Your own goodness has created this strong attachment in me. Better to never have known you than be made to suffer your absence. You who've organized my affairs to such a degree that none but you can sufficiently manage them must either stay to execute the tasks yourself or Cancel wholesale the good work you've done, and for which, if I've not shown sufficient gratitude, and I could never show too much, I'll make it my life's purpose to do so. And my reward for that shall be our continuing friendship. As for the sad state of Cecilia, I pray you, speak no more. For the very mention of it pains me with remembrance of that penitent, as you call him, and regretful king, my brother, whose loss of his most precious queen and children are even now to be lamented afresh. Tell me, when have you last seen my son, Prince Florizel? Kings are equally unhappy when their children prove unworthy as they are in losing them when they've proved their worth. Sir, it's been three days since I saw the prince. I have noticed that he is lately often gone from court and is less attentive to his princely duties than he once was. I have noticed it as well, Camillo, and with some concern. So much that I have spies in my service to observe him, and from them I have received this report. That he is often at the dwelling of a lowly shepherd, a man, they say, that from poverty, and to the surprise of his neighbors, has come into unspeakable wealth. I have also heard of this man who, they say, has a daughter of most rare quality. This, too, has come to my attention, and I fear she's the bait that hooks him there. Ah, we must go to this place where, disguised, we shall converse with the shepherd. It shouldn't be too difficult to extract from his simple mind the reason for my son's visits. I pray you... Be my partner in this business, and put aside thoughts of Cecilia. I willingly obey your command. Unfaithful Camillo, we must disguise ourselves. When daffodils begin to show and lasses frolic in the hay, then everything begins to grow. For seeding follows winter's gray, the white sheet bleaching on the wire. It makes me want to bet a doll and set my thieving heart afire. I'll sell that sheet, then drink and bro. The man. 
meadowlark that gaily twirls in bluest sky with a thrush and wren are summer sights for me and my girls while we lie tumbling in the glen. Oh, I once served the king's son, Prince Florizel, and in those days wore plush velvet. But my service was terminated. I was tossed out like a month-old ham turned blue. But shall I mourn for that, my dear? I live a life of ease. And as I wander here and there, I do just as I please. If outlaws live life free and well, and or common folk run riot, my life of crime I'll gladly tell, and for the judge deny it. <laughs> my business is sheets. Stealing sheets, music sheets, between the sheets. When the dog makes its bed, guard your pillowcases. My father named me Autolycus, who, being as I am, born under Mercury's planet, was also a snapper-up of unprotected items. Betting dice and buying dames purchased me this finery, but my money's made from petty theft. The stick and noose of the law give me terrors, so I stick to the back roads. Thoughts of damnation? I'll sleep them off till morning. A mark, a mark! Let me see here. Every eleven sheep when shorn makes a bundle of wool, and every bundle fetches a pound and odd shilling. So fifteen hundred shorn, and what's the tally for the wool? If the trap holds, this woodchuck's mine. I cannot do it without counters. Let me see. What am I to buy for our sheep shearing feast? Three pound of sugar, five pound of currants, rice. What will my sister Perdita do with rice? But my father has made her hostess of the feast, and she lays it on. I must have saffron to color the pear pies, mace, dates. Nope, that's out of my budget. Seven nutmegs, one or two ginger root, but those I can borrow. Four pounds of prunes, as well as that many raisins of the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Curse the day I was born. In the name of me. Oh, help me. Help me. Pluck off my rags and then bring death. Death! Well, alas, poor soul, you're more in need of clothes to put on than to have yours taken off. Oh, sir, the loathsomeness of them offend me more than the beatings I have received, which are mighty ones and millions. Goodness. Much may come of Beating a million times. Oh, 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 oh. I've been beaten, sir, and robbed. My money and my clothing tained from me, and these detestable rags put upon me. Oh, give me your hand. I'll help you. Come, give me your hand. Oh, good, sir, gently. Oh, oh you poor soul. Oh, gently, good, sir. I feel oh. my shoulder blade is sprained. I just, oh, 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 no. Oh, can you stand? Jelly, dear sir, good sir. You have done me a charitable service. Oh, do you need money? I have a little bit of money to give. Uh, let me just check my purse. No, good, sweet sir. No, I thank you, sir. But I have a kinsman only a little ways from here to whom I was going. I'll get money there or anything else I may need. Offer me no money, I pray you. That kills my heart. What sort of fellow was he that robbed you? 
He was a fellow, sir, that has been known to keep company with naughty ladies. He used to be a servant of the prince. I, I do not know for which of his virtues it was, but he was drummed out of the court. For his vices, I'll bet. They don't drum virtue out of the court. They try to make it stay there, but it always runs away. It must have been his vices, sir, because I know this man well. He has since been a monkey trainer, a process server, and bailiff. He then performed a puppet show about the prodigal son and married a tinker's wife within a mile of my hometown. Then, having made his way through several curious professions, became a full-time rogue. Some call him Autolycus. Oh! Oh! Curses on him! Thief! He haunts funerals, fairs, and bear baitings. Very true, sir. He, sir, he. That's the rogue that put me into this apparel. Well, there's no more cowardly rogue in all of Bohemia. If you had only puffed up and spit at him, he'd have run. I must confess to you, sir, I am no fighter. I am faint of heart that way, and he could tell, I'll bet. Oh, how are you now? Sweet sir, much better than I was. I can stand and walk. I now will say goodbye. Then fare you well. I must go buy spices for our sheep-shearing feast. May you prosper, sweet sir. Your purse is not close enough to purchase your spice. It's here with me. And I'll be with you at your sheep-shearing feast. If I can't make this cheat beget another and make the shearers prove themselves ah, sheep, then let me be disgraced and my name writ in the book of virtue. Jog on, jog on the footpath way and through the bushes prickly <laughs> a merry heart sings all the day a sad one tires quickly the Play On podcast series, The Winter's Tale, was translated into modern English verse and directed by Tracy Young. The cast is as follows. Elijah Alexander as Leontes, Kayla Carter as Perdita and Amelia, Gina Daniels as Hermione, Mopsa, Shepherd's Servant, and Paulina Stewart, Rodney Gardiner as Polixenes, Elijah Goodfriend as Mamilius, Ian Gould as Clown, Lord, and Gentleman, Christopher Jean as Antigonus, Old Shepherd, Servant, Lord, and Rogera. Jim Lickscheidel as Autolycus, Jailer, Cleomenes, Officer, and Lord. Christopher Livingston as Florizel and Servant. Katie Vogt as Paulina and Dorcas. Lisa Volpe as Camillo, Dion, Older Lady-in-Waiting, and Gentleman. Featuring Estelle Parsons as Time. Casting by the Telsey office, Karen Castle, CSA, and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Julie Foe. Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Katherine Eaton. Original music composition, sound design, and mix by Lindsay Jones. Music direction by Andrew Fox. 
Sound engineering by Sadaharo Yagi and Kabi Kabakoff. Mix engineer and dialogue editor, Larry Walsh and Robert McNabb. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming, Kira Bowie and Liana Keys. Managing producer, Robert Capadona. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The managing director of business operations and partnerships at Next Chapter Podcasts is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On podcast series, The Winter's Tale, is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcasts.com for more about the Play On podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play On Shakespeare. Hear more about the Play On Shakespeare podcast series by subscribing to Play On Premium at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, it is required you do awake your faith. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Next Chapter Podcast presents In the Cards, starring Connor Ratliff as Gil. I'm not a loser, I'm just unlucky. Stephen Boyer as his pal Lex. Face it, Gil, we're failures. The Walking Dead's Lila Robbins. This man is a train wreck. Chikuti Awuji. Look at your own lives. What is your destiny? Jamie Ann Romero. When the moment is right, stop shuffling. Written and directed by Kevin Henderson. Subscribe today. Go to ncpodcast.com to learn more. Next Chapter Podcasts.